Hello and welcome to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. Dun, 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 dun. I'm here to introduce. Oh, sorry. My name is Ben Hobson. I'm here to introduce David Thomas. Hi, everybody. How you all going? How do I say to introduce? I'm, I'm not, not introducing you anymore. No, no. You... <laughs> What's it called? I am announcing you. It would seem as if we're doing this over the over, over the last couple of weeks, but. You've just been introducing me today. We've done about three today. Yeah, so <laughs> just to get ahead of the curve because yeah. we've got the boot camp coming up. Got the June. boot camp coming up, and I am starting teaching. Yes. So talking about armor in front of uh, going into deal lovely with children, te- teenagers, <laughs> is very helpful for me. So we're going to look at today the boots of the gospel of peace, and if we have time, we will start to have a look at the shield of faith which are both, I mean, last, just talking to David today, and we've talked, we've done Belt of Truth and the Breastplate of Righteousness today. I know it's been spread over a few weeks for you guys, but it's exciting. I love, I love this armor stuff. I love hearing about it because as David said, Jesus, this is the image of Jesus. All, every piece of armor is an aspect of his character, which I find so exciting. It's a much different way of, of looking at it. And, and instead of like, as we originally said, putting on the armor and then just sitting on the couch. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's an active stance. So I'm going to read, just as a recap, from Ephesians 6, uh, 10 to around 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. I love that scripture. Yeah. Hey, I'm still I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I even love this stuff where it's... Uh, six twelve. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I mean, that to me, I know there are still people in the world, still churches in the world, Christians in the world, who would deny almost Satan's existence. And if they don't, if they acknowledge he exists, then they deny that spiritual warfare is an aspect of everyday Christian living. To me, that I just I can't see how they can deny that with mm. that right there in black and white. Yeah, it's pretty full on. Well, for me, understanding spiritual warfare and living spiritual warfare is living my discipleship life. I cannot I cannot function and live my life as a disciple without a full, complete understanding of warfare and the application of warfare because mm. it, 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 it's, it incorporates everything. Yeah, I understand what you mean because mm. worship of God is at once an aspect of just loving, praising, mm. worshipping our God. At the same time, it's an, act of, it's an active stance against worshipping anything else. Mm. 
there's so many different facets that spiritual warfare is a part well, of. Well, I mean, if you if if you recall back on on term in terms of uh, uh, what we've gone through with the belt and the breastplate, it's 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 practical. I mean, you know, people think this concept of spiritual warfare. Well, we're going to go out and start ranting and raving at demons, swinging our swords yeah. around. <laughs> but, but the belt of truth, you know, is a true, authentic, real relationship existing between you and God, and and, and God and you, and 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 a true understanding of who you are. Yeah. Living truthfully before God and before others, mm. that's that that throws a different picture um, in terms of spiritual warfare and the concept that, or the or the negative response to spiritual warfare, which one of them would be, well, all you do is fight demons. Mm. No, mm. I live truth. Mm. I have a true relationship between myself and God. And to the best of my ability, I try and live a true and authentic relationship between myself and my brothers and sisters, people that I have relationship with. Yep, yep. And so I try to, the, the, the relationship that I have between myself and you is linked by fellowship. And I try and have that fellowship based on the truth. Yeah. And there's a true relationship there. Mm. Um, breastplate of righteousness, the living it out. Yeah. Not talking about it, actually living, living it, it out. Yeah. No matter what the cost, living it out. And, and, and that just puts a total spin on understanding of spiritual warfare. Different different picture. Yeah, definitely. So, boots. Boots of the gospel of peace. And can I just say that this one has always confused me. It's confused me because it sounds like you're strapping a whole bunch of Bibles to your feet and running around. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> that's the image I've I get. Seen, I've seen pastors... <laughs> Preach, and it's a good illustration. Is put a Bible on the floor and stand on the Bible and say, "We, you know, standing on the Word of God." Yeah, well, that's yeah, well, that's what. I, <laughs> and like the boost, what does it say here? Sorry, it says, "And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace." So it's like, am I running towards something? Like, am I ready to? Run? I just this one has confused me for a while so I'm gonna I'm gonna look I'm looking forward to this <laughs> all right I'm looking forward to setting me straight your boots cover your shin the front of your legs yeah all right and also they cover the sole of your feet so where you stand yeah and 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 so what you got to understand here is it's one protection in the battle protection for the front of your legs and your 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 and, and the soles of your feet why is that Balance. Balance. You've got to have balance and a firm foundation. Yeah. Balanced firmly and correctly on that firm foundation. If your footing is wrong, you're going to go down. Mm. That's what it means. Simply put, it's your support. Taking it back to the the illustration used two weeks ago for um, the Warriors from 300... I mean, that's, they had their shields, they've got everything else up, but they're still standing on their feet. And their feet are the thing that's digging in. Yeah. Now what happens if they didn't have from. any... Um, what do they wear? Sandals. Sandals, no, yeah. Those nice sandals. And uh, they're on the beach there. They're on that sort of cliff there, and there's a couple of rocks in there. And it's like, oh, 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 oh. Hmm. <laughs> what if they lost their balance? What if, no, what if that first line... What if one of them had not been standing on something that they were balanced with? Mm. What if they had fallen down? That leave that huge chunk in the chink in the line of defense. 
be all over. So, the foundation of truth and the lifestyle of truth, that's what this is. It is the foundation of the truth and the lifestyle of truth within your life. What are you putting the belt on? What are you putting the breastplate on? Mm. What are your foundations? Is there a balanced foundation and is it a sturdy foundation? Is it going to protect you in terms of the hustle and bustle of a battle? Yeah, right. So it speaks it speaks to me preparedness. Are you prepared? And it speaks to me of establishment. Um you 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 don't go into a battle and find yourself in a, in a conflict environment if you and then and then look for your weapons oh whoa 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 no arrows yet <laughs> i gotta put my shoes on pause <laughs> yeah yeah this is not a video game where you can hit the pause yeah, button yeah no no it's not you gotta be prepared where does that take place recruitment and training Mm, okay All right. that's where it takes place recruitment and training that's where you prepare yourself recruitment and training where does your training take place battlefield desert training desert turning a sin desert into a training desert mm. and so the Lord is preparing you through different circumstances and scenarios straightening you out in preparedness to lay a foundation for you to live this life. Hmm. And so so he you know there there's this firm foundation of the readiness to portray this message of the gospel. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is powerful. Yes. All right? It is a powerful message. It's a living message. You are a living epistle of this message. So not only are the things coming out of your mouth need to impact people, it's what's you live it's what people see you living at the truth out of you the righteousness breastplate coming out of you yeah okay now satan uses condemnation satan uses deception number one condemnation number two to neutralize a believer so he tried now remember when we were talking about weapons weapons and weapons training he tries to defeat you before you've even started the fight mm-hmm. that's strategic warfare Yep. And he's good at it. Yes. He wants to neutralize you. He wants to get you to put your armor down before you've even gone onto the battlefield. Mm. And so he's fighting you before you even thought you were on a battlefield. No, we were talking about last, uh, yeah, last couple, week. A couple Dis- of weeks. Disqualifying yeah. yourself. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. I'm not ready to enter the battle. He also specializes in casting doubt. Okay on God's goodness. Now remember we had the fist, you know, and, and how the enemy attacks us and the attacks that he comes in and one of the one of his the, the one of the attacks that he comes in with is he tries to make you doubt God's goodness and he tries to take away or add to God's word. Yeah, yeah. Alright? And so the the, the, the antidote to this kind of attack mm. is the gospel. Okay, Satan always attacks grace. He specializes in casting doubt on God's goodness. That is, if God is so good, why is all this evil in the world? That's exactly what I was going to say. That's almost the 
catch cry of the atheists, the new atheist mm. movement, is that the old te- they call they differentiate between the Old Testament God and the New Testament God. They go, oh, look at the Old Testament God ordering the slaughtering of the Canaanites and you know leading people through a desert for hey, can you call this God possibly good? Mm. That's exactly right. They do using using scripture and twisting it in that way to make God God's goodness come into question. Yeah. yeah. So if he can get you performance driven or if he can get you doubt driven, right? Do you really believe this virgin birth stuff? <laughs> right? Do you really have to give 10% of all your money away, all your income away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he can get you functioning in that area, you know, he's going to move you off your foundation. That is such an interesting point, David, because when we were talking about the belt of truth, the thought came into my mind because I said, we have to, I said to you, do we have to remain truthful in our relationships with other people? And then we went on and we talked about that for a while. But in, my, in the back of my mind, I was like, so is, that could almost sound like a bit of a rule. Make sure that you're in relationship that is true with all people. And then people can start to sort of back off and say, oh, I don't, I sh- do I have to do that? Why should I have to do that? Why are you imposing this rule on me? And it's not for that. It's for the love of God that you would want to have that relationship be true. It's not out of a rule, a law. Mm. That's what you're saying, isn't it? It's not... <laughs> I might be walking around in circles here verbally. But the point is grace, right? The grace is what's important. Not the... It's not a rule book for the sake of being a rule. Free. There's no rules. Yeah. There's free. You, you, Christ has set you free. He's taken away all the rules. Yeah. It's what you do with that freedom. And that's what the enemy is attacking it. The enemy is attacking the grace that God has given you. Unmerited favor. The mm. grace of God that he's given you. Listen to the scripture. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11, 3-4 I'm reading out of the NKJV uh, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ for if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received or a different gospel which you have not accepted you may well put up with it what is the firm foundation what is the firm foundation? Because the enemy is going to come in and try and shift you off a foundation. Yeah. And so he does that by casting doubt or adding or taking away from your perception of what? God's word. Mm. All right? Knowing and understanding the content of the word of God. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to, 1 to 5. Listen to this. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you also have received and in which you stand, by which you are also saved. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain, for I dis- delivered to you first of all that which I have also received, that Christ died for our sins according to scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas and then by twelve. Behind the belt of truth, behind the righteousness, the breastplate, is this gospel, this word of God. And so the application of the boots is, one, you need to know, know it, and not only know it, understand it. 
And then and 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 and, and this this principle gets into where where my wife likes to. This is my wife's soapbox. <laughs> Read your Bible. You've got no substitute for reading the Bible. Very true. Because you, you you've you you've got to get the Word of God into you. Because when you're in a conflict situation, you can't just say, "Whoa, hold on there. Let me go and get my Bible." Concordance, phone up the pastor. Where's this verse of scripture? Where's this chapter? Mm. You need to know and understand it. And that knowledge and understanding needs to be the foundation on which you live out this truth. Yeah, definitely. It's very it's very easy to get knocked off balance. Very easy to get knocked off balance without something firm yeah. to stand on. So you can go and read uh, 1 Corinthians 15, which we've read. Uh you can go and read Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 9. I'm not going to read them today, but you can go and read about that in terms of your foundation. What is your foundation? Do you know what your foundation is? Your foundation is Jesus Christ. I was actually going to ask you that question. I was going to ask you the question, and I, I, I have a niggling feeling that possibly a podcast is not enough to go through this, but if you had to name some of the most important foundational beliefs that a Christian should hold, what would they be? Okay. Is that too large an area? To, it is It is a large, large area. It? it is a large area. Um, but it's, it's a very, very good question. I would say my answer to that would be Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Right? That is the basis. Mm -hmm. If there is anything that will affect your eternal security, and that's my next point here as well. Okay. Know the basis for your eternal security and know the assurance of your, your salvation. If anything affects, adds or takes away from that, chuck it. Deal with it. Yeah. Because... That's a falsehood. So I can sit down. Now, you've got many, many different denominations. You've got many, many different, um, I don't want to say versions, belief systems. Yeah. Different, different, so, so you've got, em you've got different churches. You've got different churches. So, so you've got churches that believe in water baptisms differently. Yes. You've got churches oh, that different. believe in the Holy Spirit baptisms differently. Uh, Speaking in tongues. Gee, there, 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 there! You've got so many fights, yeah, and, don't you? and whatever, and between denominations, warfare, and and all that kind of whether stuff. Whether you should and raise your hands in worship, or whether you can wear thongs worship to church, or whatever, you know. And and for me, for me, uh, there was a preacher years ago that I heard preach, name of Gary Greenwald. He pre preached. I can't remember the exact sermon, but he said, you know, different strokes for different folks. Hmm. So there will be certain churches that like certain methods and certain styles now as far as i'm concerned this is Allah david how you got baptized does not affect your eternal security it's your relationship with jesus christ that affects that mm. now i'm gonna really step into it oh all right whether you believe you filled baptized or whatever with the Holy Spirit does not affect your eternal security. It's what you believe about Jesus. 
So whether you raise your hands and clap, dance, sing, use flags, run, jump, you know, use a prayer book, use a liturgy, kneel up, down. Yep. Those those are irrelevant. Your security to answer that question of yours, you need the most important doctrine is about Jesus. Yeah. The most important question, who is Jesus to you? Mm. That's the crux of the matter. Now, any argument you have with an unbeliever, your job, as far as I'm concerned as a Christian, is to get to that question. Ask the person, who is Jesus to you? Do you want to know this Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible? Mm, yeah. And I think... I think the wording that you're using there, who is Jesus, who is Jesus to you, that can be uh, misconstrued that a person might then think, well, Jesus to me might be different from what Jesus is to you. That is correct. But the relationship that you have with Jesus is different, but Jesus himself is the same for every person. That's the, do you know what I mean? Essentially, like essentially, essentially, when I ask the question, so you've got five people here, and, yep. and I ask them the question. Question number one, who is Jesus to you? Oh, he's a great man. Number two, who is Jesus to you? Oh, I don't know. Who is Jesus to you? He's my Lord and my Savior. Who is Jesus to you? He's my Savior. Who is Jesus to you? He's my Lord, Savior, King. And, and Yeah, okay, yeah. Five out of five, three are going to heaven. Yeah. Two I are s- not. I see what you're saying there, yeah. That is the only important doctrine. Yeah, yeah. Your relationship with Jesus. Now, relationship exists. God, creator, created. There is a relationship. Mm -hmm. The fellowship between you. Who is Jesus to you? I could care less. Well, you're going to pay that price because you've been given free. Christ has given you freedom. I see. Christ has come to you irrespective of what you believe. And he said, my son, my daughter, you are free. Yeah. Whether you believe me or not, you are free. Yeah. That is the truth. That is the truth. That is the gospel. What about things to do with the original sin? Do you find anything there that is important for a Christian to hold as a foundational belief? Not in any way saying that this as, is as important as Jesus. And you're like you're saying, he's in internal security. But the reasons that he died on the cross and that sort of thing. Define original sin. Um... When Eve ate the apple and... Iniquity. Iniquity, yes. That's what I was looking for. Ah, the word, yes. If you answer the question about Jesus correctly, you will deal with... Okay. Iniquity. I see. I see what you're saying. You see, when, when, when you are dealing with an unsafe person, now generally speaking, there are only two types, two groups of sin. Iniquity, dead works. Mm-hmm. Inherited sin... And dead works, things that we do because we're sinners. Alright? Now, we are sinners because we are born sinners. Not because we do sinful things. That's iniquity. When you're dealing with an unbeliever, you are only dealing with iniquity. Mm. And this is the mistake a lot of Christians make when they go in and start evangelizing. They're looking at the dead works. Oh, the smoke! Oh, he's drinking. Oh, he's looking at pornographic magazines. Oh, he's doing this. He's doing that. He's doing the other. He's got this addiction. He's got that addiction. He's into drugs. I could care less about that. <laughs> I am laser focused in on the person's iniquity. Yeah. Yeah, right. 
Because once I lock in on that and, 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 and make that person aware of that relationship deficit, that fellowship deficit, and get them to the Holy Spirit who convicts them of that particular sin, then the Holy Spirit will then begin the work of salvation which will deal with the dead works in that person's life. Yeah, right. And that's where counseling, ministry, discipleship starts to take place and, 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 the, and, the, and the progress of salvation begins to take its effect in that person's life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when you're saying, when we're talking about shoes of the gospel, the thing that you're balanced with, the thing that protects your shins from running into coffee tables. It's your foundation. It's your foundation. And it's, yeah. it's, that is the prime foundation. How many times has the devil come to you and said, are you sure you're going to heaven? Oh, yeah, geez, a lot of times. So what's your response? Yes, I am going to heaven. But... It comes in... Where does it come from? Many times. Where does it come from? Where does that response come from? What do you mean? My response? Yeah. The Bible. You sure? Yeah. Chapter and verse. I don't know. <laughs> Just the whole thing. For I'm persuaded. <laughs> for I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other, other created thing, thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm very impressed you remembered that off the top of your head. Yeah, I read it actually. <laughs> Romans chapter 8 and verse 38. <laughs> Making read. me look all bad over <laughs> chapter and verse, Benjamin. When you got it sitting in front of you. I should remember that though. What is it? Romans, Romans 8, 8, 38, Romans 8, 1. Romans 8, good, good, good thing. Romans Just is a good one. Yeah. yeah, but lock in Romans 8. In your head, because that's the, the, the condemnation, verse 8.1, and then this latter part of 8.1, it's such a powerful thing that, you know, once once I enter a deep, intimate relationship and fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and He's my Lord and Savior, there is nothing, nothing that will take me outside of the love of God. It's just... And that saturates me everywhere, and the devil can accuse me. Man, the, the devil can sit next to me and accuse me, that God doesn't love me and I will just bring this up and just hold it next to my face and just point it at him and he will get so upset with me. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a very, it's like you're saying eternal security. It is awesome that it's is in there? writing like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you, you're in an argument with someone, heated discussion, argument, whatever you want to call it, and that person doesn't move off a point. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, the person just says, this is who I am. This is what I believe. And nothing you say or do will change that. Hmm. Do you know how frustrating that is to the enemy? <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can actually sympathize with the enemy as much as that sounds bad. <laughs> when arguing with a hard-headed atheist, I can sympathize with that because if they just throw up and you say, oh, actually, here's the reasons that God is a totally right belief and that the scales are more weight in the direction that he exists than not. I just say, no. And this yeah, stone yeah. face, not yeah. immovable. It's annoying. Now, that is having a foundation and standing on the foundation. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's and, just unfortunate and, yeah. they're foundations. So, 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 the, so behind the belt of truth, behind the breastplate of righteousness, is this gospel... That you read coming out of the Logos word, the the, the Bible. Yeah. 
And so you need to know and understand your Bible. And so you need to really deliberately, deliberately get to know and understand your Bible. Read your Bible as well as go through Bible studies, etc. with your church. Secondly, you need to know the basis for your eternal security and you need to know the assurance of your salvation because your faith is not based on your feelings or your thought process at any given point in time. Your faith is based on fact, the fact of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. Now that can't move you. So you will wake up one day and your emotions will be up and yeah, you're powerful and beating your chest and ooh, praise God, hallelujah. And the next day you'll wake up and your emotions are feeling down in the dust and you can't drag yourself out of bed crying and weeping, oh, the world is against you. Doesn't change the fact of the gospel of Jesus Christ in your life on which is based your truth and the living of living out of that truth. Mm. Yeah. I find this this whole I find talking about that that aspect of the gift that Jesus has given us. I find it very interesting to talk about because I know of a lot of people who believe in Jesus and then almost abuse that grace by well, I believe in Jesus and that's all there is to it. So I just confess my sins as I go, but I just keep on sinning, keep on the same path that I've always been on. How would you respond to that, that sort of thing? Do you, do you, do you understand what I, I mean? That, 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 as a pastor, that is probably not one of the sad areas of my life, but it is for me, for me when I see that, it saddens me deeply yeah to have have someone come and 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 there there are two faults to that one is the fault within that person and that fault could be stubbornness it could be rebellion it could be deceit it could be sin mm-hmm. or, or it could be a lack of knowledge and understanding mm. the second fault lies within the body of christ's teaching mechanism Yep. We are here to make disciples. We are not here to get people saved. We are here to make disciples. The discipleship process begins pre-salvation. And we need to go in, get these people and disciple them. And then once we get them to the Holy Spirit and he convicts them of sin and he leads them to, through, the, through the salvation process and we walk with them through the salvation process, the Bible then says we need to teach them everything we know. We need to make them disciples. Yeah. And the reason why we've got those people around is because we are not, we don't have adequate discipleship making factories, stroke churches. Yeah. Because we 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 we're a church that is without fathers, without mentors, without mothers. And this is what the Holy Spirit is now starting to reintroduce to the church, which I'm very very excited about. Yeah, definitely. You know that mentoring process where 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 you, you you come in and you get mentored and you get trained and you get disciplined and discipled and released into ministry and and it's 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 a hard process but it's very very effective and so that's a bit of a it's a bit of a soapbox issue for me yeah. that one um another another thing in terms of that is we've got a lot of Christians out there that are um hardened hardened uh, to this to the to to the discipleship making process because you know it, it hasn't been done properly 
and uh, a lot of people out there are so disillusioned mm. yeah. so it, it really saddens me and I'm, I mean there we come to one of the quotes that I, that I use in the training and recruitment vegetius it's, it's harder to reanimate troops that have been defeated than it is to raise up and train new ones how to teach an old dog new tricks and and you know tragically I see this all the time mm. but I know that through the Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the and, and, and the Holy Spirit coming in and really being able to touch a person's life that can be reversed mm. Mm. but in, in 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 my physical looking at sort of in my physical thinking it's it, I, don't, don't, I don't see it happening but I know it can happen yeah miracle if you understand what I'm saying God works yeah um, I, just, to, yeah, I just wanted to say like we have there are a few things that we've gone a little bit maybe off topic here today but I feel these things are still very yeah. important to talk about because what we're talking about is foundations yeah. Christian foundations and the importance of having correct foundations yeah. well just just to speak to you about foundations quickly and then there's two more things I want to just wrap up with the, with the boots is uh, what we be, what what we've been doing over the last couple of years since our church has been founded is is to 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 develop this discipleship making lifestyle within the church and we've we've the Lord has really laid on my heart the concept of the big five as as I've been speaking about in in the podcast and so for you to basically want to begin becoming an effective disciple of the Lord I think you need to go in and find these five things and 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 work towards them within your life you know the big five which is I've forgotten them now. My mind has just gone was it blank. The first, it was the first thing where we had uh, heaven, heaven, earth. No, no, that's the, that's the thing. The second one is live from your heart. Oh, this right? is your five. Yeah, thing. the uh, big five. I don't I can't remember any other. Calling, spiritual warfare, and then uh, understand your place in time. That's the big four. Yeah, that's What's right. What's the fifth one? I don't know. Ben, help me. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> It'll come to me. Let me get my other points. Yeah. I cannot believe it. Anyway. Let me just wrap this up here. Um, I actually have a question. Yeah. I have a question. I think I might have forgotten it in the time that you were speaking just now. Yep. What... Oh, actually, no, I remember it. What would be... How would you go about... Say a person who's listening to this, this podcast, they think, well, my foundations aren't that strong. When I go through turmoil, I do lose my balance what would be some practical steps that they can take to develop their foundation and their knowledge? Like, is there anything there besides read the Bible a lot? Well, what you need to do is, is yeah. I, Not that that's wrong. Yeah, I'm no, just... no. Underline, start reading your Bible. Yep. And, 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 and I'm, I've been training you guys on the Neil Cole thing of you reading 30 chapters a week because mm-hmm. it gives you a broad picture you can't go wrong then you can't pick up wrong doctrine second thing is you need to go in and begin getting disciples so you need to start looking around for someone that can input into your life as a a mentor and then go through a discipleship process go 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 and learn the basic foundations hebrews chapter 6 verses 1 to 2 there's your foundations get a teaching course on those foundations you've got the Derek prince has got a course out there or go and ask your pastor do you have any material on these subjects and then just start reading up on them and studying studying up on them then you need to get yourself into an area where you start living from your heart 
So you need to you need to find out. Okay, I'm a man. I'm a woman. What is going to allow me to begin living this discipleship process? For example, we in our church use the foundation use as a foundation introductory course John Eldridge's Wild at Heart Boot Camp material, and we run that every year for our men. We are now progressing beyond that where we are writing the next level for our men, which is going to be in operation next year. That's living from your heart. Now, once you understand those, the second thing, the third thing that's going to start to take place is, uh, why am I here? What is my call? And we use the, the Gary Barkler material, um, and we, we, we've had Gary Barkler out at our church, Noble Heart, which is the calling. What is my calling? What what does it actually look like? Where do I serve God? Yeah, Gary's teaching on the calling is phenomenal. Very, very good. And it's it's nobleheart. The nobleheart. Yes. The nobleheart.net. Yeah, yeah. Well, grab the book there. You I'll might get the it book, in. Sure. Right on my shelf. You there. keep talking, so. The third thing is um, know your place in time. So in other words, you need to get to know where we stand as a church regarding end times. Yes. Because that gives us the urgency of doing the job. Yeah. And then the fourth one is spiritual warfare. Which is... Which is which is taking all of this <laughs> and basically um, applying it into your life, becoming a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ in spiritual I think warfare. I'd like to say right now that it is a really good... It's almost like investing. Investing in your relationship with Jesus. That's how you make firm the foundation upon which you stand. Mm. And so even by downloading these podcasts is a huge step in the right yeah. direction of just, just thinking about it, yeah. thinking about you talking, praying. Take a year, take a year and divide the year up into those five points and go through those five points. Get a group around yourself, get a group of band of brothers, a band of sisters around yourself and go through those points and begin that process of becoming a disciple. And at the end of the year, look like Rambo. <laughs> oh, now, Joan of Arc. Now, the thing is, thing is I'm, I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, okay. And it might not go down well too too well with, with maybe some pastors. But if you are in a church that sort of encourages you to stay as a sheep, and, I, and I'm developing a sermon called The Nanny Church as opposed to The Discipleship Church. The Nanny Church. If yep. you are in a nanny church, then you need to you need to pray, seek the face of the Lord. Oh, hear God's voice, number one. Hear God's voice. Hear God's that's voice. A big five. Well yeah, done. That's a big five. Well done. You need to start learning to hear God's voice. That's the first thing. Get yourself into a program. We're going to be running that course next year. Mark Vocalist course next year. How to hear God's voice. So we're going to be running through our big five program next year. Um, you're going to have to get to a point where you're going to seek the face of the Lord and find and ask Him to place you in a body where it's going to disciple you and release you in your ministry. Mm. Mm. Unfortunately and sadly, that's the case. Um, Gary's website is www.thenobleheart.com So we did have a wrong, it wasn't .net, it was .com. God willing, God willing... He might be here next year with us. Yeah, we saw. My wife and I saw in the budget you submitted that there's room for a little, <laughs> another conference. Oh, in it's, there. Gone, like, it, it, it's, it's gone further than that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's gone further than that. I anyway, see, la- see, last yeah. two things, last two things. <laughs> All right. Um, how can we resist the enemies, attempts to deceive and accuse us and to cast doubt on our lives? 
Uh, number one, be honest with God and be honest with others as a foundation prerequisite to spiritual warfare. Uh, then live this truth out. Live the truth of God out and have a clear understanding of the Word of God and be ready to share it. Mm. You know, be ready to share it. Now, listen carefully to what I'm going to say here. The great majority of spiritual battles and warfare never need go further than you just living the life of Christ out. Those three weapons. You know that? No. You know how effective you would be by just living those three weapons? Mm. Just by practicing the lifestyle of Jesus. Would I be like... You'd be a f- super effective. Rambo? Yeah. In number four? <laughs> no, actually, sorry. Rambo is very violent, so... I just want to put that out there. Hey, be violent. What does the Bible say about the kingdom of God advancing? Through violence. Wow. Okay, so maybe I I recommend watching Rambo 4. (laughs) It's a strange thing to do. Was Rambo 4 the one where he goes to Burma? Yes. The funny thing is, I I watched that movie about three weeks before I actually went there. Oh, man, I was like... Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he goes in and rescues some Christian missionaries. It's actually really good. It's good yeah. to get a uh, look into what's going on in that country. All right, very quickly, in about two minutes, I've got to end up this in, in this because we this is getting even longer. All right, there are two types of guilt. I need to I need to establish this in okay. our minds for the next uh, bits and pieces of armor. There are two types of guilt. There is true guilt and there is false guilt now how do you recognize them and how you deal with them true guilt 1 John 1 9 if we confess our sins how do you deal with true guilt if we confess our sins conviction comes it produces godly sorrow which drives us to the cross leads us to the cross where we repent repentance restitution Restoration. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When you get hit with false guilt, it's vague. See, if you you get hit with true guilt, if the Holy Spirit's convicting you and, and, and you're operating with the belt of truth on, you will be able to take your finger and pinpoint it straight into your life and say, bang, that's my problem. That's what's happening. No vagueness, no denial, boom, no anger. That's where I'm guilty. Mm, yeah. But if... where false guilt, false guilt is vague. Condemnation. All right? Condemnation. That's true because when you do feel disqualified from doing something like, you know, how dare I? It's never how dare I because of this one instance. How dare I because of this habit in my life? It's how they are. It's just a vague kind of impression. Yeah. Yep. Disqualifies you. So that's sort of setting up where we're going to go next week, which is the shield of faith. Shield. Well, I doubt we'll get shield, helmet, and sword done in one session. But yeah, shield, helmet, and sword are on... On the cards. On the cards. They'll be, they'll be soon. Thanks very much for listening to us, guys. And as always, love for you to check out www.life-house.net because it is the most awesome website on the internet and I do not say that lightly I've seen many websites (laughs) 
Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. We'll, we'll see you soon. All right. Have a great week, guys. Bye.